it looks like we're live again for the Lakers fast break. It doesn't look on like YouTube. It. it doesn't look like it because no one's on. Well, it we have the live button in the left hand corner there, Joseph. So we're live right now. Want to welcome everybody into the Lakers fast break. Lakers defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 129-120 for their obviously best road win of the year. I'm joined today by uh, Joe Soro. Joe, are you? I don't know why my video is not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Welcome into the Lakers fast break. And we also have Zangerstein. Zeke, can uh, you hear us? Yep. Yes, guys. Can hey, you hear well... me? Yes, loud and clear. Yeah, okay. All right, so welcome in everybody. So we're here on a on a victorious note. Lakers win one twenty nine one twenty, and Joe and Zed. This was obviously I would qualify it as not only the best road win of the year. It's probably the best quality win of the year. I know they completely demolished the New Orleans Pelicans uh, in the Vegas tournament, but this win was more impressive to me, given the, the stakes. Uh, Joe, what do you make of the effort tonight? They had a game plan. They had adjustments. Uh, and more, more importantly, they made shots all game, and they were consistent all game because Oklahoma City did not play a bad game. They actually played a pretty good game, at least on the offensive end. Yes, they missed shots that normally everyone else on the planet makes when they play the Lakers, but the Lakers pressed enough to where I believe they weren't able to make every shot at this point. Very, 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 very satisfied with this win. It's a win that was much needed, and Anthony Davis applied some pressure on them earlier on by saying this was a must win. Uh, it's a little – I would say it, it sort of was – I'm not going to say uh, any game in, in, in December uh, is, is a must win, but the Lakers were really reeling. I mean, they were reeling. We bad. were leaking oil bad. It was, it was really bad. Losing to Minnesota and competing in that game was somewhat okay if you had just won the games before, at least the last three games. You lost to a inf much, much inferior team, even with one, one, one pin down one of your stars down in San Antonio. You lose at home where you've been playing well all, all year against the mid-Knicks. And then, of course, losing to Chicago was unacceptable. At that point, uh, the Lakers had to start reevaluating re themselves and saying, are you guys going to just assume that you're going to win games just because you, you're, you're the Lakers? Well, that, that's probably not going to work. But uh, they came in, won this game. They got to win this next game on Christmas, not only because it's the Celtics, but it kind of gets their mind into a situation where they're like, well, we just beat the second-best team in the West, according to the standings. And uh, if you beat the Celtics, you beat the best team out in the East. So uh, salute to all everyone and everyone out listening and the Lakers. Very, very, very satisfied. And I'll go into more detail here once everyone speaks on why the Lakers were effective tonight for 48 minutes. Thank you very much, Joe. And welcome back in, everybody, to the Lakers Fast Break on YouTube. Uh, Lakers win 129-120. And uh, just some, just a couple notes to pass along. Um, it's almost two years and uh, minus almost two months to the daisy that uh, the Lakers blew a 26-point lead in Oklahoma City on the road. They were up as much as 25 tonight. Uh, yet found a way to uh, 
stem the tide and the run of the thunder and hold up. What were your impressions? And they're still early returns, see, but what were your early impressions of Coach Darvin Ham making the changes to the starting lineup and seeing D'Lo and Austin off the bench? Okay, so first, it was a good win, but when I saw the starting lineup, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It was bad offensively. Defensively, it, it worked against the OKC. But offensively, they have no offense except for the, which is good, the AD LeBron PNR, which they rarely do. They rarely play in that PNR. It's always the guards. That's why I was confused that, oh, we can start with LeBron and AD doing their PNR while Austin and Dilo can be the the valve, you know, where they can pass for a tree, but they didn't do that. It was Austin and Dilo running the show. When your stars is AD and LeBron, I don't understand that, right? So you compromise your offense by having Vando and Cam there. But it worked. It was a low-scoring affair. What I like, though, is the in-between lineups. Because it, for me, it's all about balance. Lineups is about balance. You have LeBron and AD, a center, and power forward or wing, a big wing. Then you have Cam and Vando as your defenders. You have Prince as your outlet for a tree. Look how Prince minute, look at Prince minutes tonight. It wasn't that much because they balance it out. I, I like that. I was calling for that. I've been telling you that, that Dillo, Prince and Austin lineup is the culprit of this team, has been and always been. And Joe, you said that for 48 minutes, it wasn't 48 minutes, it was 45, because that three minutes where that trio played, they were a negative. That trio is just a negative because those three need someone to back them up defensively. They need a point of attack defender, which is Cam or Vando. You just need to balance it out. So that showed me when Ham came up in the fourth quarter with that line, I was like, what? What is this? Why, did, why are you going back to this lineup? You haven't used it all of the first half. I don't understand it. The lineups are screaming at you. The one that's working is screaming at you, and you're not using it. DLO, Prince, Cam, or Vando, LeBron and AD, or if it's not DLO, then it's Austin. Just balance it out. At the same time, you can also balance it out with Rui. Rui, AD, LeBron, Cam or Vando, then Austin. That works too. It's just about balancing these lineups that I hated so much since last season because that Prince D'Lo Austin lineup, I'm going to reiterate this. It's, it's, it's the nearest to the three ball lineup. 
trigger. That trigger line is the nearest that Ham can use to that to his preferred his preferred because we saw it. It was him who decided to put that trio in the fourth quarter to start the fourth quarter. And also AD should not play the entire second half. He played 24 minutes straight. When Hayes was working with Rui and LeBron, because they're big, that's the big lineup that we're screaming at. And it, it doesn't matter which center that just can defend a little bit. It, it, it doesn't have to be elite. Rui and LeBron, both offense and defensive force, a shooter in, I don't know, D'Lo or Austin, and then Prince or Cam Vandal as your point of attack. You can, you can just, it's, it, I don't, I just don't understand this coach because he almost lost this game on that three minutes. He almost lost it because the momentum was off. The moment, when you kill the momentum, it's gonna kill the team because they don't know what they're doing. Oh, oh, it's Cam now. Oh, it's it's Prince now. They're confused and they go back. That's why playing. it was that's why it was important I think Z that uh, LeBron actually stepped in and realized yes. what was happening and decided yes, that it was. he was going to initiate the offense rather than have it um translated from uh from coach ham or uh coach yent uh it was lebron who took the initiative and eventually like you said he stemmed the tide uh made sure that uh, humpty dumpty didn't fall over and you didn't have to pick up the pieces uh i, I just want to say uh for the record you know at least for tonight uh we need to applaud coaches coach ham's uh adjustment show I mean, yeah, uh, with uh, putting Rui, Austin, and D'Lo on the bench, he put $45 million on the bench, but that $45 million produced 47 points, 15 assists. They were 8 of 16 from 3. Um, I love the bench mob with those three. Um, did you like what you saw tonight from the bench? I saw better ball movement tonight. I saw shot making tonight. Austin Reeves finished with eleven and nine. We did see some some bunnies that they missed that was frustrating me, but that's kind of status quo, anyways. But what this game proves, uh, as much as it can prove in a December game, is if the Lakers can somehow muster a top four seed in the in the playoffs, you you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Those guys are going to make any Darvin Ham decision a little bit better. They're going to make it look a little bit better. That's why you pay those guys. You know, it's interesting. You can see that I'm wearing a Dodger shirt, and I've worn a, some Dodger gear here the last few days because there's something to celebrate here. Uh, look, you know, when when a team uh, commits itself to continue to be excellent as much as they can, obviously you can't. 30, 37 assists. That's uh, – that's, uh team high for the year uh every laker had at least one assist Joe, except jared vanderbilt so lebron james is an underpaid player even in his 21st season 
I mean, you saw what he did. He basically took us, took the Lakers home. And what the Lakers need right now is they need to find whatever they can find to implement and to motivate and to do whatever they can to have the role players do what they did tonight. They went into a hostile environment, probably the loudest arena in the NBA is Oklahoma City. You didn't really hear a lot of noise. That's good. And then you had a guy, an all-time great, pretty much seal the game when momentum was somewhat going back and forth. And that, to me, is why why you always have a chance when you got the superstar on your team, especially this kind of superstar. And AD played phenomenal all game. Matter of fact, I don't even think – uh, a lot of his statistics showed how amazing he was. I thought his, his his ability to be in the right spot for the rebounds, his boxing out was phenomenal. His timing was great. His switches were awesome. His uh, just getting to the basket. And more important than all that was I believe this was the best Anthony Davis has ever looked out of a double team. I mean, he was distributing that ball in perfect spots for his players to make shots. They made the shots. So kudos to AD. I hope you continue this because if AD starts doing this, it's going to be very difficult to beat the Lakers if they stay healthy. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. See, as uh, as you heard me say, it was a season high for the Lakers, 37 assists. I'm going to see cleaning the glass stats, uh, you know, in a few hours. Uh, but I expect, you know, at least well over 100 passes tonight, Z. It, it felt like at times the ball didn't even hit the floor uh, when they were moving it. Uh, what did you think about the crisp rotations this time around? It, it felt like there was actually purpose to – what they were trying to do. Yeah, there is. They are moving Vando, which is your best screen um, screener off ball, and he can cut. So he can be a disruptor on the offense, right? And then they were attacking the paint. That's the second one. The next one is... AD as a post-op player. So you caught, and then AD is going to pass you the ball. It's a simple play. But that's that's it, mostly. They just repeat and rinse those plays, and it worked because 
Okay, she's gonna double AD. It's part of the game plan. And what you need is to move the other players in order for him to get you the ball. That other player, if it's Cam or Vando, should not shoot that ball. Instead, they should pass it on to one that is outside again so that you can catch an open person out there. That's how it works. And it was good, but again, it was because the plays are for LeBron and AD, not the guards. That's what I've been saying. The guards are not your best players. They are valves. They are, oh, okay, LeBron is tired now. You can make the play, Austin. You can make the play, D'Lo. But they weren't supposed to be the staple of the offense. It's a guard-heavy offense for him. But apparently, they have plays for both LeBron and AD, which they used tonight. I think someone from the upper management told him, what are you doing? Why are the guards playing at this? Because it went in national media, guys. It was on ESPN. Their plays are on ESPN. So obviously, those the management. So wait, they're questioning our coach. That's it. They're questioning your coaching on ESPN. Because why is it that AD who can post up and literally kill double teams, even can literally shoot over double teams. I'm going to say it because he did it like three times this game. So that's all that we want for AD to be the main, the center point of this offense, not the guards, not D'Lo, not Austin. It should be AD, which LeBron said, he is the number one because he's getting double team, guys. If you're getting double team, you're the star player. You're gonna pass it, and once open, that's how it how that's how basketball works. You're the star. You're gonna get double team, and there's an open man there that can shoot. That that's how easy it is for these two. And you have two of them, two top ten players. These are not like top 20, like Bronson or even Trey Young. This is LeBron and AD, and they work perfectly together, and they're not using it, which they should. Definitely more of it, please. More of it. More of it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Z. Uh, welcoming in Gerald Glassford and uh, Mr. John Costa from Lakers Corner and Clutch Talk. I don't know why I couldn't see you boys before. I don't know why either, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I saw John on, and then, Gerald, your screen was completely black in the studio. So, Streamlabs, we're looking at you. This isn't on us. We're well, looking John at talking. you. Get John talking. <laughs> yeah, so, John, uh, Lakers – Get a big win, 129-120. You've heard uh, some of the discussion thus far. What stood out to you? What were your keys to the game, and what did you enjoy most about what you saw out there tonight with the, the changes that Ham made? Great, great Lakers win. Um, all you, can, you know, always be happy on a Lakers win. But um, you know, I jumped in and and I you know I heard Z and and the, and the chat talking about this LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, you know 
pick, pick and roll game, which I, I don't know why. Like, I feel like I've been saying this. I've been, we, we talked about this before. Like that's absolutely the best play in the NBA. That is absolutely the most unstoppable play in the NBA because 99% of the league cannot guard LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So what's, what's going to happen. You're most likely going to get a mismatch and then it's about swinging, swinging and finding the right player for that, that corner shot. But I, I feel like something that maybe, and I haven't seen too many people bring up here, except I've seen some people talk about it in the chat is that like, yes, like we all know LeBron James is the the best option at the one, but he's 38, about to be 39 years old. We just cannot rely on him consistently doing that. So that is why we do have to rely on the Delos to to be that to be that offense initiator. That's why we do have to rely on the Reeves, on those, on those other guards. And it's like, yeah, I agree with Z. Like Reeves and D and Delo aren't Jalen Brunson. They're not top tier of the league, top 10, top 20. I totally agree. But we cannot simply just say LeBron James, go ahead and do this every night. He just like this just isn't sustainable. He'll be injured by the time we get to by the time we get to the playoffs. So I I, I say that yes, this is great, and like I'm very happy for this Lakers win. LeBron James, forty points, like I love it, absolutely love it. Can't complain about a win, especially when we were on what a four game losing streak, and we were able to put an end to the Thunder's five game at home winning streak. I love it, I love it. But at the end of the day, y'all like. It, this is not something that we can rely on to continuously keep happening. That's why we need the Delos to step up and just be that playmaker. And another another point on Delo because we know we've been talking about him past couple of streams a lot. As you guys know, I'm a pretty big Delo supporter myself, but I'm not the one to you know turn a blind eye to when he's not when he's not playing right. But you know, in that second quarter when he really started getting off, that 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 really got me thinking about something and and. Me personally, like, you know, outside of this, I play basketball. I play basketball my whole life. And one thing that I know is one of the biggest things as a basketball player is confidence. You have to have confidence in yourself. And I'll be honest, like, Lakers, big media market, big this, big that, totally understand you're on the uh, microscope, all this. But, like, I think us Lakers fans might need to take a step back. Like, we might need to take a step back because sometimes, like, the the hate and that – and, again, I will not include myself in this because I did give D'Lo the – you know, the, I gave him the, the relief when he needed it. And I said, okay, I'm gonna give you the chance. I'm gonna give you a chance. But like one game D'Lo has bad, like just the world is just tearing him up. And again, I understand, I understand the offensive inconsistency and I understand why, when, how we need to rely on that. So when he doesn't bring it, it's, it, it hurts us, but we just need to, we need to chill out because if you're going to, if we're going to kill out, kill our own guys confidence, like, that's that. That's the huge difference maker. Like you, you saw D'Lo in that second quarter. It was I. I've watched four buckets in a row. Came down court without passing the ball. Got up a shot, and he made three. It was three of them in a row. I that fourth one he ended up missing. But it's the confidence. It's the confidence because he he hit a couple and he's like, all right, I'm gonna get going. But in other games, he misses the first two, and our fan, our own fan base, our own people that's supposed to be behind him is killing him, is drilling him. So he's why would he keep taking them? He's not gonna keep taking them. So honestly. Uh, just want you know, I do want to give Delo his props. He, he had a solid game. He had 15 points. I do like the lessons of minutes of of, of Delo. But at the end of the day, you guys, like, let's be real. We cannot keep running LeBron James 37 minutes at the point guard. It's just not realistic. We needed to get a win, so I'm glad it worked out. But it's not realistic to keep running him at this one for 37 minutes a night, or else we won't do what we we won't do what 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 we want to do, which is raise number 18. Once again, is it the Lakers fast break? Go ahead, my friend. You. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I, I that's that's a great 
uh, synopsis about the the end result here. I, I my feeling about that, John, is we're gonna have to just deal with that for now. I think it's a, just making the best of the situation because it's obvious that uh, you know if LeBron's playing the point, that means the decisions kind of I think it's already been made internally that they're gonna move D'Lo, and I'm with you. Like you can't you can't afford to have him at the point for the rest of the year uh, playing 34, 35 minutes. It's not realistic. Um, it's a young man's game. I just want to add in that, Joe. That was, it's a very good point. It's, I, I think it's just a case of LeBron. LeBron understands the situation. We were talking about it in the pregame, John. I think it was a, I think it was a twofold decision. I think LeBron's made the decision here and he's gone to coach him and said, look, somebody needs to play the point and I'll play the point for now. And I think Ham made the decision to put uh, Vando in the starting lineup. Now, would you put Rui in the starting lineup, John, if that if you were the head coach of the Lakers, or would you keep it with Vando? I, I personally would put Rui just because what – if we're going to have LeBron running that point guard, if we're going to have LeBron coming downhill, what's going to happen? He's he's one of the best players coming downhill. The defenses are going to crash. We know Vando cannot hit a shot to save his life from that three that corner or anywhere behind that line. Rui, I could rely on that a little bit more. So I'd personally go Rui. Uh, Rui played well tonight. I thought uh, it was his best game of the year, Gerald. Uh, he looked very spry on both ends. Um, and you know, the game off will do that to you. Yeah. And against an Uber athletic team, like OKC, I mean, for all the, I was going to use a four letter word there for all the crap that Rui gets about maybe not being up to snuff with uh twitchy kind of change of pace. He actually held his own man. He, he didn't look out of place with the, the Williamses and the, the Chets on the floor. He looked like he was holding his own. Yeah, he was. But the thing is, I think the the activity for the Lakers was really something that we saw. Energy, maybe they got a bra beating from Darvin Ham, but something changed between the malaise we've seen over the past two weeks to now. It definitely something different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and another th- thing to note, fellas, um, in the modern NBA. Uh, you almost have to play a near-perfect game uh, on the road, especially with the the officiating the way it is. Uh, Lakers shot over 50% from the field, 50% from three, and over 80% from the line and committed less than 10 turnovers, Joe. They only had nine turnovers. So they played a near-perfect game and uh, almost it almost got away from them, but they held up. So what did you how did you feel about the resilience there in the fourth quarter cuz the the Thunder almost they were a 3 away from cutting it to 6. Bertans missed a 3. Lakers went down and uh LeBron hit a 3 of his own and that was pretty much the game. Well, the the team as good as Oklahoma City is going to make a run regardless of who you are and what you have. It it was supported even more by the missed layups and dunks. Uh, my frustration is easy baskets. You're six foot eight, six foot nine players. You should be able to make one foot shots. And that's 
something we've been harping on here even from last year. I highly enjoyed the game. I was very entertained. Uh, the Lakers played like champions tonight. And it's very difficult in today's NBA as we continue to progress uh, and, and really understanding what it takes to win game in and game out. The, 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 the game has officially changed to the point where we don't really know. We don't, we're not going to see the 10 and 15 straight games regularly. It's going to be very rare when we see those type of things again. I think most of these teams are winning. If they're doing well, they're winning four out of five. Uh, they're winning five out of six. They might win five or six in a row, then they'll lose two in a row. They're just not, we're not looking at dominant teams anymore. It's just not going to be the fabric of what the NBA is because I think the the role player, the level of the role player has changed in that. Look at look at the Thunder. You know, there are players that, that are on the Thunder that even, even seasoned fans won't really recognize. They won't really understand who they really are, how good they are. Guys like Jalen Williams, guys like Dort, guys like Bertans. They don't know that these guys are the type of players that really make these teams go with the stars. It wasn't like that in the past. You had role players that did a few things here and there, but some of these guys are shooting lights out. These guys are going to the hole. These guys are doing drop steps. They're doing floaters. The role players are doing this. The only reason why they're still role players, though, is they're not doing it for an entire game. That's Shea Gilgis-Alexander's game, and that's LeBron's game, and that's AD's game. That hasn't changed. But the role players have significantly improved in the NBA in this era. So when they talk about what's really changed in the NBA, it's not the star. Yes, the rules have changed. Yes, the attitudes have changed. Again, upbringings, you know, during the 70s are different than during the 90s and during the 2000s. But what's changed significantly is the role player, the 7, 8, and 9 player have become better, way better than any 7 or 8, 9 player on the average in the past. And that is, you know, that's what's going to create this 120, 130 point type game. Uh, I just don't, I, I mean, I, I respect Zangerstein's input on the lineups and where Darvinham might have had some deficiencies here, here and there. At the end of the day, no one's going to play a perfect 48 minute game, not in a league like this anymore. And sometimes you got to give certain lineups a shot to see if they've got something. And that lineup that you talked about that kind of went downhill for three minutes, a lot of that was due to what I was saying before where they were missing chippies. If they don't miss those chippies, there's not an issue. But the guys that matter, really matter, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, cover those bases. Those guys make Darvin Ham's decisions much easier. It's a two-way thing. It's a two-way street. More, mainly more on, on the player side, of course, in the NBA. But when you have somebody like LeBron James and Anthony Davis playing as well as they did, and then, of course, guys that are in and around that, that, that area making shots when they need to, it just makes things much easier. 
And as far as resting, as far as uh, managing this thing, I've come to the conclusion at this point where I don't care anymore. I don't care if LeBron plays 48 minutes. I don't care if he plays 28 minutes. The Lakers, as constructed, don't have the luxury to manage anymore. If they want a high seed. Now, if they feel like, you know what, Joe, we're going to take a shot. Let's just get in the playoffs and get a fresh LeBron and AD. All right. All right. If that's what you really want to do to guarantee that LeBron and AD won't be burnt out like they were last year. Okay. I'll, I'll roll with that. If that's what you're thinking, because that's kind of what I'm getting the feeling on I'm getting a feeling that that's what they're probably doing. And I, I don't know what, how that's going to work out. I really don't. Will it be like baseball where any team can make the finals here soon? Maybe, maybe this is the start of that, but either way tonight's game, and I want to stick to tonight's game, was played about as well as you could. I love that Anthony Davis put his foot down yesterday in saying this is a must win because he put some pressure on his own guys and his guys backed them up as well as him backing them up. And that that to me is what chemistry and a good team do. That's well, he kept, he kept, he, aside from Chet Holmgren, he kept everybody else off the offensive glass. Absolutely. And that that is at this point, guys. Uh, I know there's still three and a half months left to play, but if LeBron, if, uh, if Anthony Davis continues to play in this manner, uh, his Defensive Player of the Year award, his coveted Defensive Player of the Year award, will be waiting for him at the end of the year. And of course, we said that during the summer that if if, if he is in that position where he does earn that 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 award. It's very likely that the Lakers are in a very, very, very good position to win in the playoffs. So, just a bomb. It's just bummer that they had to go through this four. You know, the three games against San Antonio, New York, and and then the Bulls. At least if they had won two of those three, would have been a little bit more manageable in terms of feeling. But uh, if you if you if you if you go back a week and say, Joe, look, we're gonna mess with you a little bit. Okay, they're gonna lose the next four. But then they're going to whoop Oklahoma City in Oklahoma City and then whoop the Celtics on Christmas Day. I'd be like, damn, I don't know if I could pass that up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if, if I could jump in real quick, I, I just want to add uh, two things here. want to give a huge shout out to Adam Hurley in the chat. And because he, he really kind of described how I feel. He said, I'm trying to enjoy this win, but I don't want to act like we solved all our problems and we solved like everything that that, that, that we got going on. And then also to jump on kind of w- what you were saying, Joe, and I think you actually even touched on this last stream when you were talking about like, yeah, okay, it, we can just kind of cruise until we get to the playoffs and then allow this LeBron James and Anthony Davis train to just roll through everyone. Yeah, that's cool. But the issue is, Joe, and you, you said it last stream, it's like, unless we get a top four seed, like, are we really going to fight through every single, uh, like, are we going to go through every series as an away team? Like that's just making it 10 times harder on us. And again, it's just, I think it's just making the road. Um, yeah. And simply, simply put, just making the road harder. And like, why, why would we do that when, um, if we can, if we can solve these problems early and then we can land a top four seed and then, not have to, you know, just say like, all right, well, we're just gonna kind of hope that LeBron, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis are just gonna, you know, roll roll through everyone when we're the away team coming into every series. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel too good about that. But we don't gotta necessarily stay on that because I know Joe, you said like you're trying to, you know, focus on the game. But 
that's that's just one thing I wanted to add on that. And shout out Adam for a great comment because we have we are far from this fixed fixed solution. Just we can't just put LeBron at the one and say, "Wow, we got it." You're on mute, Joe. Sorry, sorry. Uh, hey, you better be sorry. <laughs> it's this team is a is is a two star operation and the two stars have to operate at full throttle for this team to to fulfill its complete potential complete effectiveness we don't want it in december sort of speak but it just doesn't look like unless someone like rui hachimura decides to be the third guy we said this before we need a third guy that's consistent game in and game out or at least one of, let's say, D'Lo, Austin, or Rui kind of taking turns. If And it has to happen when LeBron isn't playing as many minutes. Or if, And I don't, I don't know if we can get away with it without AD. AD is, is beyond uh, important in terms of staying on the court. He played 41 minutes tonight. If he had sat for maybe three or four minutes, it would have been a problem. I think the Lakers would have had a major problem. I don't I don't know what else to, to to go by based off two months of evaluating the team. Unless Rui has opened up something here for himself by playing a little bit more here the last few games, unless he becomes that guy, that third guy that's dropping 15 and 18 points a game, I don't know how the Lakers are are, are going to scale back LeBron through the year. I just don't because he's just too valuable on the court. We know that no matter how well Rui plays, he's just not Darvin Ham's cup of tea. That's just the way it's go- that's just the way the cookie has crumbled in their relationship. Look, he benched him last year against the Bulls for a reason. For a plain reason. Now we didn't get the reason. I don't think we got the real reason, but we got a reason. After that, he really turned it around. Decide, decided he was going to put all that behind him, Gerald, and focus on what can what he can do to make the Lakers better and get on the floor. And he went straight to LeBron James. And did Hart Ham reward him? Yes. Not only that, Gerald, Rui Hashimura scored 20 or more points four times in the playoffs last year. One, two, three, four. Four times in 16 games. That's a lot. It's one four. That's huge in the playoffs. Now, I think Ham went against his instincts on that, Gerald, because Rui shut the lights out in game one. And Taylor Jenkins probably, probably dare, and Ham knew it because the, not only are they friends, but they know each other very well. Ham kind of knew that Jenkins would try and test Rui again. Well, Rui bit him in game two as well, Gerald. That being said, for whatever reason, he likes that three-guard lineup, and Rui had suffered because of it. Tonight, Gerald, D'Lo got the Rui treatment. 17 minutes. 17 minutes, because he decided that he was going to go big for the most part. Now, I understand what, what Z was talking about, and what John and Adam are saying, that three-minute stretch with the with the uh, Dante Inferno lineup from hell. That uh, almost blew up the game, um, but you know that's that that's 
we're going to have to live with this with him. It's it's sprinkles of him experimenting, probably in situations that we obviously wouldn't agree with him doing that, nor probably would any other head coach in the NBA. But that's his sauce. That's what he decides to do. I don't personally like it, but you know what? Live with the results. But, guys, let's be positive about this. This is a win, and I think this lineup, this starting lineup, will bode well next game because you're going up against a Boston Celtic team that just came off thrashing the L.A. Clippers, Gerald. Absolutely. And they're resting right now in Los Angeles while the Lakers are still flying in from, from, well, I can't say it here on this channel either, but they are flying in from. fuck nowhere. I said fluck. Oh, okay. Okay. But anyways, so like, it, don't even get relief when they get a home game because Celtics will have had rest. Great. But I want to go ahead and give a big shout out to Magic Man. Uh, we got a new viewer. So I know that's going to fill up the screen here, but I wanted to go ahead and mention that when somebody writes this extensive a comment, I want to go ahead and put it on there. Ham should have seen how bad it was playing D'Lo and Prince with Davis, LeBron, and Reese. Lakers have 22 points advantage before D'Lo and Prince served under made a run. It's a run on That's a really run, long run on yeah, it's a, it's there, long brother. Run wow. Big shout out to Garciso. Big shout out to Garciso. Uh, yeah, it's a, just a big long run on things, but his thoughts are there. We truly appreciate it. Uh, and Thank just, you. You could tell the passion there, Ma Magic Man. You could tell the yes. passion there. Based in a nutshell, a lot of people are happy that Ham has see, finally made changes. See, and... Joe, but, but he does know how to use two bigs, though. He saw Mike Budenholzer use two bigs, Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo, two bigs. Except, like, Art, we don't have a roster like that. <laughs> but he's but like, but we got two bigs, and... He doesn't want to play them together. He's played. He's seen it before. But again, this is Gerald. What adjustment did you like most in the second half? Well, basically, what I liked most is that the Lakers stuck more with Vando and Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish uh, really played SGA at times really well, uh, and and they were able to go ahead and utilize, kind of mitigated whatever you were not getting defensively from Torian Prince, but it made for a better defensive issue. And I think that, I'll tell you what, Sean, it's just the way this is what the Lakers do. The energy, the activity by having Reddit and also those 12 Mando in there, it, it paid dividends tonight. Again, Z was like, she's not in love with the starting lineup. I get that. You should put Rue in, he's been playing well, thing is he was able to manage the rotation better in that second and third quarter and you see the benefits from that on when that happened yes Gerald you did see it I mean there there were adjustments made I mean the the Thunder made a, their fair share of corner threes in the first half particularly in the first quarter and in the third quarter the Lakers really adjusted Gerald um and hats off to them because this was this kind of a bugaboo that was getting us about Darvin Ham and that drop coverage. And somehow, some way, it just seems that there's at least half a dozen to a dozen opportunities for a team in a game where they get wide open looks. And in that third quarter, it got shut down. 
They took away time and space in the corners and made them try and either reset or shoot above the break and worked in our favor because eventually it it was just a, a matter of Shea going downhill and trying to create for himself and others because we were able to make that small adjustment. So good on Coach Ham again for that small adjustment in the second half. Didn't didn't shy away from the lineup either. So I mean, I, and I again I understand that's why we were talking about it, early returns. This team has played with this starting lineup forty eight minutes. Let's see it continue with with the greater success at least offensively. Once again, it is the Lakers' fast break. The Lakers do win 129 to 120. See how much better it flows when I get to say win. Lakers are now 16 and 14 here, heading into a Christmas Day matchup against the Boston Celtics. Magic Man's been doing a great job hosting us, my friend. But Magic, who do you want to send it to next? Uh, yeah. Um,. As big we're looking to uh, no Cifro again, yes, and Facebook, brand new viewer, really appreciate all of the thoughts there. I wanted to go ahead and say thank you again. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, Gerald. So uh, as we're we're moving towards Christmas Day and a huge matchup with the the Celtics, Joe, what are you looking for from this starting unit? I think they should take the same approach they had tonight against the Celtics. Granted, I know the lineups are a little different, but not. I mean, I. Porzingis is uh, maybe a little bit more seasoned than 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 Chet is, but uh, the Lakers' energy, the Lakers' uh, shot making, the rotations, and my my just satisfaction with AD getting out of those uh, double teams, and it wasn't just him getting out of those double teams; it was they were he was way out of the lane doing those passes. That was the amazing part. Imagine if you actually get. Imagine if you get him about 12 feet from the basket, get the ball to him 12 feet away from the basket, maybe 10 or right at the block and having him do that. Then you're going to get more, you're going to get much, much more open shots and guys that are uh, heading to the basket as well on, 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 on dives. So the Lakers just played a very, very seasoned, smart basketball game tonight. And the stars Played like stars. Whomever was there tonight in Oklahoma City got a chance to see greatness. They got greatness. If this is the only Joe, game if, if if you were if you were Coach Darvin Ham, would you put LeBron on Drew Holiday or Derek White? Because you can't put him on Tatum or Brown, and you certainly can't put him on Porzingis. So yeah, which I mean, one of their either. perimeter guards? Either or you put them on. I'd say I probably put them on white. White's much more of a threat to shoot and make shots versus uh, Drew. But the collective is what's going to make this work. Uh, you are going to be playing at home. You always seem to play competitive against the Celtics, no matter what year, or what's going on. I, I, I'm. I'd like to see a nice win here, even if it's a close game. I want to see a win here. It would, it would somewhat make up for the terrible week this last week has been up until tonight. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 
Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Gerald, what are you expecting Christmas Day? Are you expecting the usual Lakers uh, have tryptophan in their bloodstream for about the first 14 minutes and then decide to uh, turn it on for the last uh, 34? Or do you think it'll be a more concerted effort, more purposeful? I mean, they were only down three points after the first quarter, Gerald. They held their own in OKC in a tough barn. How do you feel they'll do on Christmas Day in their own barn? Again, Magic, I don't like the way the league set this up. I just think that it's wrong the way they let that set up. Lakers have a home game, but they have less rest than their counterparts. I mean, Boston's been in LA four or five days now. Yeah, that, that doesn't make very good. Uh, I guess that just doesn't make it very fair, in my opinion, but I think the Lakers will come out a little bit sluggish, but then have to go ahead and fight their way up in the second and third quarter, just like they did today. Absolutely. And uh, John, I'm going to pose the same question to you, but in a, in a different in a different form. So far, the Boston Celtics on this road trip are averaging over 140 points per game. What are your two keys to Sunday to stopping this vaunted uh, Celtics offense? Man, that's going to be tough. But what what I'm going to need, and I know this is going to sound like a simple answer, is a motivated Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis is motivated, and and I, Joe said it earlier, I've said this a lot of times, like it, there's just no player in the league that can really do do anything against a motivated Anthony Davis. Now, you know, maybe Jokic and some of some some of those other guys. That's a that's a whole different um whole different topic because they 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 get everybody else involved. That like that's why players like that are so dangerous because it's not you're not really worried. Your main concern isn't the one-on-one matchup. Your main concern is how are they going to get all four other players involved and just going to torch us as a team. But if you can get a motivated Anthony Davis, if you can get Anthony Davis cleaning up the paint, anchoring the paint, we know Jason Tatum, we know Jalen Brown, they get to the hoop. They 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 like getting their flashy and ones, flashy up and under finishes. If Anthony Davis can man that paint, if he can hold that down, we will have a very, very good chance. Now, it's not just Anthony Davis doing that. It's going to be Anthony Davis doing that. It's going to be Prince con- continuing to hit those corner shots. It's going to be, uh, unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to run LeBron at the, at the one again. I think for us to get this win, because we dropped a game to the, what, 18, 18 loss in a row Spurs, and then we dropped a game to the week at, to the week old Bulls, like because we dropped those two games, now we got to play some catch-up. We got this game, and we're going to have to get next game. So we're going to have to come in with the same mentality, same LeBron James at the one. Uh, I know it is t- it is taxing on a 38, 38-year-old, but um, we, need, we need to play catch-up and – that's so that's kind of where we're at at this point. And I just think the biggest difference for us in that game is going to be a motivated Anthony Davis trying to win because the microscope's on him because we just took a, what was, we went on this four game losing streak. So um, man, I mean, yeah, it's just, we need AD anchoring that anchoring that paint being all the difference in the world. We'll get some easy buckets on the other end. Just simply like that. Matchman, let me ask you this. Uh, Golden State has won five in a row. How long has Draymond been out? Uh, for exactly that amount of time, Gerald. Funny. What a quinkity. 
Yeah. They're five and one since he's been gone. Hmm. That's a pretty good record. Kind of makes you think. Hmm. No, it doesn't make you think. We already talked about this. I know we talked about it, Joe. I'm just being facetious. Facetious. We know they're better off than not dreaming. But yeah, then again, fair. don't start the Draymond trades, the Draymond trades to to Lakers, please. No, I yeah, but guys, yeah, he's they, a Hall they, of Famer. No, no, no. They stuff, Gerald, right? Gerald, Gerald, Gerald's correct. They might be five and one, but they've won five straight. That that that's what he said. They've won yeah. five straight, and they've they've beaten teams pretty handily uh, during that streak. Um, not surprising, Gerald. Not surprising at all. Warriors are better off. Right? Yeah, and and let's uh, let's let's make that perfectly clear, okay? For like somebody. like for for some reason there's there's scuttlebutt and real like it's like Jiffy Pop of like Lakers Twitter, junk Lakers Twitter and junk Lakers social media trying to fluff up Zach Levine, Gerald. Zach Levine isn't fluffed up, Gerald. He is dough that will not flood like you can't use pizza dough with Zach Levine. You get what you get. It's 148 it's, million of pizza dough. Yeah, it's it's cold pizza and it's not very good. That that's what you're getting. I you're not getting for so what you need like to do pizza. what you need to do is avoid all that noise if you're out there. Avoid it all. The Bulls were five and thirteen with him. They're eight and four without him. And they've beaten the Bucks twice. They've beaten the Pacers. They beat the Lakers. Uh, they beat the Spurs twice, which is something we haven't been able to do yet, Gerald. I'm just kidding. Um, but I also so want to go I ahead and avoid, 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 avoid Zach Levine. I know people are just, they want to believe that because LeBron is playing the point, that that automatically means that you're just going to slide this three D shooting wing in there. I, it's it's not that fanciful thinking. It, it, like first of all, real noise isn't going to start until uh, three weeks from now, Gerald, January fifteenth. That's yep. when that's when a lot of guys become available because right now, if you were discussing a trade with the Lakers, you couldn't even ask for Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves isn't available until January 15th. Well, well let me say this to Magic Man because I, I wanted to put the super chat that Arthur put in earlier today. And thank you for the super chat. This is to Joe and John. You see, if given the chance, Rui can be just as effective as the Levine to stay on the floor too. Do not trade Rui, trade Dilo and maybe Gabe. Well, we're not going to trade Gabe because nobody wants the damaged goods right now that's going to be out till you know what it is, maybe Gerald? Even the entire season. Zach Levine, Zach Levine has able has been able to do something that a lot of guys have not been able to do. When he's on national TV, he he is not a chucker. He's actually a really efficient three-point shooter. Whenever he's on TNT or ESPN, watch it, ladies and gentlemen, and notice. I have the numbers. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not Rain Man, but I, I'd like to to catalog a lot of stuff. And um, him being on national. If you were, I'm taking you to Las Vegas. I'm getting you a flight over here, Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, him being on national television means at least 35, and he's efficient. Outside of that, Gerald, he is a very inefficient trucker. Well, let and me not, and not only that, even if he's motivated to play defense, he's still not very good. He is not 
a very good defender. At best, he's below average at best. And you're not going to get that for 36 minutes that you play him. You might get that for two-thirds of that time. So you might get 24 minutes of below average defense from him. And that's not going to cut it, Gerald. That's not going to cut it either, even if LeBron is playing the point. Let me get John, John in here real quick, Magic Mad, real quick. I apologize. Let me get it here real quick. What did you think about Arthur's comments that he made? That was pointed out to both you and Joe. Yeah, I mean, it's just not realistic that we're going to get Gabe off for anything. And we're not going to do a one-off trade for DeAndre Russell. But I think more about Rui, relying on Rui more. Which, which, which is, is great. I, I loved, I love to see, I love to see that from him. I'd love to see, see Darvin Ham give him more of a chance, but I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, you know, stand on, on, on what I was saying as far as like, like, no last stream, which is like, we have a 38 year old LeBron James. Like we need to try to maximize this window right now. And Again, like I totally understand the 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 inefficiency, the shot chugging. I'm I'm not the, I'm not the one saying let's go for Zach Levine, but we do need that third scorer, and Rui just cannot consistently be that. And again, all I'm saying is Rui can do that every once in a while, but we don't need every once in a while right now. We have, in my opinion, I know this is going to catch some stray, the greatest player of all time playing at 38 years old at a level that how long will he continue to keep doing this? We are not. We should not be worried about the future. We should not be worried about what's going to happen. We should be worried about raising number eighteen. And I think this season, you ask me right now, what's what's more efficient for us getting raising number eighteen is bringing on a third score. And between Zach Levine and Rui, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm taking Zach Levine as that third score. Can I just say this? Uh, you know, the greatest player of all time. Whether you think so or not, I, I don't know. It's up to you. And mm-hmm. by the way, John, that's a good statistic. Kobe White's been playing unreal, as we found out earlier this week. But, uh, John, can we say the best 38-year-old? Okay. Ever? I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I'm yeah. cool with that. But, again, this is all subjective. I was born in 1999, okay? So I saw, like, the entire LeBron James, everything. Okay. But we don't got to get into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it probably gets you a little less heat if you say he's the best 38 year old ever. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that one. Okay. Joe, you heard the comments from Arthur on playing Rui more and, and relying on Rui more. Do you think he can develop into a number three for us legitimately and consistently? If he plays 30 minutes to 35 minutes a game, yeah. We've already seen statistics say that Tony and Prince struggles to sh- make shots when he plays more than 27 minutes. Magic I brought that up. Yes. Excellent mantra. Yeah. Thanks, Magic. Appreciate it. Um, oh, just giving him credit. Yeah. You, you finished? Can I, can I finish now? Yes, Master. Okay, good. Thank you. The overall, the overall team has to play a role in this. Uh, that's that's all that matters because <laughs> you can't you can't rely you got you done you done too can I finish with all your wind sounds you gonna stop breathing too okay we the got Lakers, him, we got him good we got good. him you got him yes you got Osama bin Laden that's that's what that's what you got that's good that's what it sounded like anyways no nah, no nah. a bull a 
We got five in the chest, Soro. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is getting derailed because Daryl couldn't not talk. Uh, you brought this. Yeah, on it yourself, is a good day. Guy. You brought this on yourself, big guy. No, no, I'm I'm holding back. I'm holding back. You guys are lucky. Oh, you guys are lucky. Back. You guys are lucky because uh, I don't I don't say I I I cut deep, folks. I cut deep. I'm in deep. I'm in deep. But the Lakers, uh, we can't keep falling in these traps where we think that the Lakers are going to play a certain way, where they're gonna have a certain lineup game in and game out. I believe that part of the game is over as well. We're not going to have uh, continuity from that standpoint anymore. I think Darvin Ham is going to have to adapt to every game he plays. If he has to switch up the starting lineups for that, so be it. I just don't see how the NBA is allowing teams to just run their same setup game in and game out and then hoping that they continue to do what they do against any 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 opponent each opponent can come out as a different way of playing basketball and that's that's why it's 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 imperative to to make sure that the main guys are playing game in and game out uh they didn't do too well leaving guys off 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 the game out of the games in games that they apparently thought they could win without lebron or ad so I just don't think it's going to work, guys. Uh, I'd like it to work, but we're going to have to wait and see. At this point, I just want them to play like this. However they can do it, just play like you did today, whether it's starting D'Lo and, and Austin in the same thing, whether you're starting Vando or or, 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 uh, or Reddick, uh, sorry, Reddish, it doesn't matter. Just play basketball the way you played basketball tonight as best you can and try to win two out of every three games for the rest of the time, three out of four games the rest of the time. And I think we'll be in good shape. John, I think he's back on the line. Yeah, I'm back guys. So I was out for a while, but um, what John said earlier stuck with me that about Dilo and about confidence, right? That stuck with me. And for me, in order for your players to have confidence, you don't put them in situations that are not working. No. So for, in my opinion, DLO can be the point guard of the team if LeBron's not doing it. But you have to put him in situations that is that fits his skills. The second one is that I don't want LeBron playing the point guard. He can't do it. He just can't drive to the basket for 37 or 40 minutes. He can't. But you need to start with it to set the tone. That's all I was asked. That's all I'm saying. You need to start with AD and LeBron. Set the tone. The other guys will follow, need to follow, by the way, and that's it. You have the tone in place. You have Dilo and Austin focused, doing their stuff. They can do things. I wasn't asking for trades or any of that. I, I don't want Levine on this team, by the way. I don't want to gut the team for him. What I just want is a stable guard 
that is going to give Eddie the ball on the post. Because Eddie on the post works, as Joe said, right? So that's all I'm asking for him to do. It's just simple stuff. But we're not seeing it because he wants the lineup to be what he prefers it to be when the lineups are screaming at him that this works. If you're not using what works, then what's the use of analytics, right? That's that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that, oh, AD and LeBron should play 40 minutes and just try hard all the time. No, it just needs to fit. And, oh, I saw, I saw a question. I answered Magic Men's question about the Boston game put LeBron on Brown. Because ha because if LeBron pushes um Brown on the left, Cam might pick it up. If he's gonna he's gonna force it to Cam's hand, he will pick it up. Because Ham uh, because Brown's handles is not that good. So for me, put LeBron on Brown. Next game. That's it, guys. That's all. Okay. Like that. Real, real quick, because you know, to to to, to Z's points about putting D'Angelo Russell in you know, correct situations and also the confidence. Like, yeah, for sure. It and that's on the coach, and and that's where a coach should 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 come in and put these players in the in the right position to have confidence. But I was all, I was mainly talking on on like Lakers Lakers Kingdom, like Lakers fan, Lakers Nation, like our fan base, like. Our fan base derails him. Like the one couple of bad shots. It was on Twitter though. It was on Twitter, not here, not on the Lakers password. I think <laughs> I think the entire crew is just talking about Ham all the time because he's putting their own people there all the time. But I don't see anyone just bashing at Dielo wow, really? on the stream. That's yeah, okay. I Gerald wasn't. Gerald no, just I'm said. I'm not talking that about. I'm not talking about Gerald. Gerald Sean. No, no, I'm not talking about Gerald. Gerald. Sean. I'm talking about Lakers Nation as a whole. I'm talking. Oh about yeah, as, on Twitter. Yeah, on on Twitter. On Twitter. On, on Twitter yeah, people, definitely on Twitter. People which is crypto, trash, by the way. Exactly. People at people at crypto. All this and and that kills a player's confidence. I mean, like as soon as Dila has one bad game, trade this, trade that, trade this, trade that. Like as a player, you. you there's no way you can grow confidence in that and like hearing thousands. And I don't care how much they say like, Oh, block out the noise, block out the noise. You cannot block out the noise in a big market like the, uh, the Lakers. But again, that that's, that's more of, of, of a fan issue, but you know, you talked about the putting D'Lo in the correct situations and uh, like, let's be honest, D'Lo's correct situations is being out there with Anthony Davis and running pick and rolls with Anthony Davis because we we did not bring D'Lo on this team to be a spot up shooter. We did not bring D'Lo on this team to just stand in the corner and get ready to and get ready to hit some threes when LeBron's coming down court and the defense is crashing. We bought D'Angelo Russell on this team to be that primary, secondary. However you want to look, if LeBron's not there, primary. If LeBron is there, sometimes you want maybe you want to go secondary. That is his best situation for him to be and to be successful. Run a pick and roll, Anthony Davis, because we know how great of a facilitator we are. You know, we know D'Lo can put the ball where only Anthony Davis can get it because this man is a physical specimen. Like he is 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 crazy, and D and that's what D'Lo does. So, yeah, I agree with you that and and that falls on Darvin Ham to be able to put him on the situations to be successful. But all I'm saying is. He needs to be out there with AD, and that's where he'll be most successful. That's that's what I was getting at, Z. Uh, 
all of you had it right. Uh, we're sharing notes in class. That's who we are. We're, uh, but uh, John and Z, you two are tremendous tonight. Really appreciate it. We're just uh, picking up the slack that you, uh, you both are just uh, leaving out there as far as the great thoughts tonight. Uh, but Magic Man, uh, yeah, send us home, man. Send us home. Wonderful. Everybody, thank you for tuning in for another edition of the Lakers Fast Break here on YouTube. I uh, want to thank the Podfather, Mr. Gerald Glassford, our good friend from Lakers Corner and Clutch Talk, John Costa, uh, my Jeez. Joe Sorrow, and uh, our wonderful uh, panelist, Sanger Sign. Thank you, everybody. Lakers win 129-120. Please be be back on Monday for uh, the post game when the Lakers oh, no, hopefully no, no, are. No, no, no. Lakers Tom Grinch. Grinch Laker Tom wants to see us tomorrow, John. Oh, he does? Okay, we're, then me and Lakers. See you guys. Bye, Z. Bye. And Bye. with that, everybody, thank you for Bye, tuning Z. in. We'll have Laker Tom on tomorrow, and um, I'm going to have a lot to say to them. Uh -oh. Thank you, everybody. Watch Good out. night. <laughs> <laughs>